What's good? What's good? We are back. This is your boys over the rope wrestling podcast. This is your boy JD, aka Mr. Mike Drop. This your boy Jay, aka Mustarot. Yo, 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 this is Trey, aka Treyway. And after a week of a hiatus, we are back with another banger, man. It feels good to be back in the lab, man. It feels yes. good to be back with y'all boys. You know, we are two weeks post WrestleMania. Um, I'm I'm very, 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 very satisfied with the the way the championships are being held right now, the winners, the losers. I say it was a good WrestleMania. Um, night one stole the show. Night two. Night two was almost there. It was, it was almost, almost there. there. You yeah, know, it was the, almost there. the only thing is, you know, when you when you got certain people making last minute decisions, and then you have certain superstars that are actually injuring uh, other superstars on purpose because they didn't like the decisions that yeah. were made. Yeah. You know that kind of. Twist and turn. Throws a monkey wrench in the plans. It yeah. really does. It, it it really throws a unsatisfactory into how the ending should have been because we all know that um, Roman and Brock's match could have went a lot longer. Um, I think it was supposed to end in a whole different fashion. Roman was legit hurt. Yeah, man. Yep. Like you could literally see his shoulder in his bicep. We heard him saying it's out. Yeah, it's out. Okay, we thought. Ahead. We thought at first looking at it, I was just was like, saying. okay. Maybe that's part of the plan, but you know, shoulder get dislocated. Well, just him saying that, like telling Paul Heyman, it's out. His shoulder was hurt. Yeah, but then you know, just watching people posting on YouTube and stuff like that. I've had I dislocated the shoulder four times, and when I saw that shit, when he rolled over, and it was red right there. Yeah, yeah, and then like just people paying attention to it, and then just reading up on stuff and saying that you know, Brock really put his. You know, shoulder out, and then after the match was over, he flew on the jet and went back to Saskatchewan. Yeah, he quit that. He quit that day. Yeah, yeah. he quit that day. Came back to the back, had words with Vince. Yep, because he was on, supposed to win. He was supposed to win. Mm-hmm. He's so on night one. Uh, from what I was told, was on night one, the word was that Brock was going to win. Yeah, and then on night two, Brock came in, and then that's when Vince told him as soon as he came in. Hey, I'm switching it up. Roman's gonna win. Like, come on, you you gonna send a pissed off person out there like that? Like, in in the feeling. But we knew something was up. The fact that as soon as the match started, he took his gloves off. The last time Brock took his gloves off, he fucking busted Randy Orton's head open. That is true. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It's just like, oh, something's about to go down. Yeah. We knew that it was about to be a fight. It wasn't even gonna be that. a match. No, we point. all said that. We was like, okay, he didn't take the damn gloves off. Yeah, it's about At to first, be. A I fight. thought it was just because you know, what I'm saying they unifying the titles and so it, it's here. Here. I'm still thinking storyline. Yeah, knuckle up, you know, but nah. I mean, I got, okay, so one, you, you got to give props to Brock Lesnar because, you know, one, knowing that you're coming into this, you know that you were supposed to win. And then for them to, or for Vince or whoever it was. To pull just, the rug out from under you. Yeah, pull the rug. Yeah. I mean, he he took it like a man and he let Roman pin. Yeah, he took the L. Yeah, so he took the L. You know, did he go a little bit too far with the Kimura than he should have? Yeah, he did, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it ain't Roman fault. No, it's not Roman's yeah, fault. It's, yeah, it's not yeah, Roman's fault. But literally, you you can see like Roman popped this shit back in place. Oh yeah, mid match. Yeah. Well, like, you could tell because when the camera uh, panned off, panned off of him. Yeah. And it started showing Brock. You can see Roman over there, and he gave his shoulder like a little quick, like little like uh, tug. Yeah. And because I popped my shoulder back in, like I sat there and I 
did the whole little rotate I and felt it pop back in too. So, I mean, it could be done. <laughs> yeah, and I guess, I mean, and for Roman, I mean, the next day for him to come out the way he was, and but you notice Slowly. that he still hasn't, uh, yeah, he still hasn't wrestled. It's nah. been what two weeks since yeah. WrestleMania, and he yeah. still hasn't wrestled. So they've been yeah. nursing doing it. attacks. Don't count. Yeah, because you can hide yourself in those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but so our topic today is dirt sheets or strategic promotion well before we get into that because we're going that's what our topic is but we do got one thing that we do need to talk about first and that one thing is so now that we have roman as a dual champion oh yeah yeah yeah. we let's get into this okay want to get into this topic real quick and just just touch bases on it so how do y'all feel about the announcement that he made last Friday when he pretty much gave the Usos permission to go after the Raw Tag Team Champions. Yeah, I love it. He told him. He pretty much like, I love it. I'm going to try to have both. He told him, go get them. Yeah. Yeah. Bring me back them Raw Championships. So, I love it. And the reason why I love it is because this is two years in the making. And when I mean two years in the making, we've seen so many people play this off in video games, right? Yeah. Where there has been a faction to hold all championships. Mind you, we've seen it happen because it, it pretty much was there with Evolution. Oh, it was Evolution. with Evolution. It was yeah. with Legacy. Didn't Legacy have at one it point? Was only three of them. So yeah. I mean, yeah, but I'm saying for they them had the main three, they, they had, had all, the they most had dominant all the time. Yeah. NWO had all the titles at one point, didn't they? Mm-mm. No, I, or I don't think so. DX at one DX, point yeah, had, because yeah, yeah. yeah, DX had the tag team. Yeah. Xbox was the uh, European champion. And Triple H was the main. And Triple H was the main. Oh, but they didn't have a intercontinental. They didn't have the mid card. No, because at one point didn't China win? China had yeah. it. China had it. Yeah. So China had the intercontinental championship. So at yeah. one point, I yeah. could have sworn they did have yeah, all DX the championships yeah. at one time. But I mean, even still, like uh, one faction holding all the championships for that show. We still never had multiple dual champions in one faction. Yeah. So having the bloodline and having Roman have both main, you know, championships and then having the Usos have both tag teams, this has never been done before. Yeah. Um, you know, cause we we've been through we've been through the ringer where we've had multiple tag team champions and yeah. you know, they unified them and stuff like that. But just this is putting them at a whole nother pedestal and i feel like that because they're heels it works best if they were a face it wouldn't have worked but no it wouldn't make sense yeah but with them just just as dominant as they are i feel like that nobody has a problem with it because they're the main faction every this brings all the attention they could go wherever they want they could show up on any show what i'm waiting for now is I'm waiting for Roman to show up on NXT because it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. And the reason why I say that is if you watch NXT this past Tuesday, um, Sola Sokoa, who is also known as Joseph Fatu, uh, the Uso's little brother, uh, was in the match against Cameron Grimes for the North American Championship. In the midst of their match, Cameron Grimes said, hey, I respect you, but your bloodline can kiss my ass. Yeah. And then... The week prior to that, when they were having, um, the week prior to that, when Solo Sokoa actually, you know, he went out there to issue a challenge. And he was like, yo, man, like, 
you know it's in my bloodline so they're making references on nxt 2.0 to the bloodline so it's almost like okay you're about to make a wwe takeover with the bloodline yeah now can i see them coming down to nxc or do you see him coming up to the main card nah, and then taking over the mid mid card division? okay so i know earlier when we were talking about this i said that he could come up and i would love to see him come up take the intercontinental and the u.s title right but what if they could get another one would it would it make it would make sense for them to bring him up to do it but i feel like that it would just put so much it would put their foot on wwe's neck for them to go down to nxt and run that shit too i mean yeah but at the same time they got their foot on wwe's neck either way yeah either route that they go okay. and whether he comes up or whether they go down so tell me what's the difference between um the bloodline taking all the belts and kenny being the belt collector nothing um you hated that so okay so here's the here's the reason why i didn't like it with kenny kenny was just one guy okay kenny was one guy and at one point he was holding what four championships mm-hmm I didn't really care for that. Like, that to me was like, eh, you got him with four different championships. And they were all, like, world championships. Like, you know what I'm saying? This is a little bit different because you're going to have multiple people holding multiple titles. The thing I think with Kenny is because we were so in the unknown about what their alliance was with Impact. That too. So, we didn't know how far this future uh, agreement was gonna go with Impact. Like, okay, are we expecting to see Kenny? Even though we saw Kenny a lot on Impact, but were we expecting this to be long term? Were we expecting to see him to see Impact people on AEW just as much as he's gonna be on Impact? So we were kind of in the unknown. So it kind of it was trying to figure it out, and it was in the middle of it makes sense, but it don't make sense. You get what I'm saying? And I know he's done it before because he did it international. He did it in the Indies. He did it in New Japan, you know, where he was collecting everything, which, yeah, and then, it's cool. Uh, and, then, and then the Hardys did the same thing when they were collecting all the tags. All the tags. Yeah. Uh, what was it? I forgot what they called it. It was like the quest for the gold or something, something where they was going to Mexican uh, places. Yeah. There weren't even AAA, but like other ones that like Conan was running, yeah, and other places, different areas, just collecting all the tag team uh gold, yeah. But see, the I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying, and that's exactly the same thing as what Kenny was doing. This is a little bit different because this is just them on one promotion collecting all the titles from that promotion, from that promotion, and and then it's something that has never been done. On this promotion, you know they should, and they only can get the women's tag titles. I mean, yeah, they could, but but she's not blood. She is. I mean, she's she's married. married. She's married in, but she's not blood. Blood would be having the Rock's daughter move up from development, and then throwing her in there, and then she collect both women. Or have. or have Tamina and somehow get Nia Jax to come back. Nah, see, now you just... Uh, t- look, uh, that's, that's a real bloodline. Listen, yeah. I almost spent too much time on the topic. You know, I just wanted to bring it up. But, I mean, I like the route that it's going. I think that the Usos have made it um, clear that they want to go down in the books as one of the greatest tag teams of all well, time. Well, they're already there. I think they are... In my opinion, they're already there. And they, they don't have to go to other promotions to do that. I mean, yeah, of course... We have the Dugleys and the Hardys that have won multiple championships in all these different promotions. So, yes, you can truly say that they are 
the greatest, one of the greatest now, tag teams. Usos yeah. are trying to be the greatest in WWE, in WWE history. history. Yeah. And it's between them and the New Day. Yeah. yeah. And I and I respect them for that. So, now, my only question is because we saw what happened anytime you collect all the gold, right? Eventually, you got to drop them. Exactly. So, they win it all. Eventually, you got to lose it all. When they lose it, is that the demise of the bloodline? No. Yes. No, because... They're yes. not going to lose because the only way that they can really lose it all is if they unify it into one championship. So you got to think about it. If they don't unify it and they're just holding the belt, it'd be the same thing as Becky when Becky was Becky two belts. Yeah, she's going to have to defend it. And at some point, she's going to lose one but of them. Did she ever lose them both in the she, same night? She didn't lose them both in the same night. That could happen. What if the Usos lost both tag titles in the same night? I mean, it could happen, but yeah. I'm just saying I don't. If I don't we throwing see... stuff to the wall, I mean, you might as well. I feel like that because it is WrestleMania and it being winner take all. What they just set their future up on is a lot more winner take all because now we're about to have a winner take all with these tag, tag team, team champions. Because you know, RK Bro is gonna be like, well, if y'all challenging for us, we're gonna challenge you for yours. You well, know it's what gonna saying? be winner and take so it's all. Gonna win take all. Yeah. So then you're setting it up and see, where and see, and that's when stuff gets tricky, right? Because now, now you I got, ain't trying to have every single match be a winner take all, right? But then you're gonna <laughs> have going forward. But then you're gonna have SummerSlam in this storyline. I'm cool with it. But you gotta think about it this way, right? They continuously hint winner take all. Yeah. Think about when um, Kofi Kingston won the championship. And what did he do? His he first went to Raw, night. challenged he several went to Raw and yeah. Said, yeah, I think we should do winner take all. Yeah. So. I mean, like they—they're always gonna hit. But I know you think that would have worked real quick. I think that would have worked out. You think they would have ever put both titles on Kofi? No. They definitely would have done it for Seth. They would have yes. done it because he's Seth already been a dual champion. Yeah, they would have done it for Seth champion, all day, but no, they, they wouldn't have put both belts on Kofi. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Damn, Kofi. I wish they would have. <laughs> so I would have been for it if they. Last did. thing on this subject: Do we see a new belt? No. no. I think that if they, we talked about this um, before we start recording. I think Jay brought it up. I didn't mean to cut you off, but shit, no, I'm gonna fine. say it anyway. Uh, if we do see it, it'll definitely be at a new at a at a premium live event. <laughs> at a pay per view, <laughs> they'll they'll uh, display it. Yeah, they'll um, put it out. Because remember when they when they unified the belt? Because Jericho had the two belts, and then when they you made it the undisputed when they gave it to Brock. When did they unveil it? On it was a, on a, it was on the Monday show. Night Raw yeah it was yeah, on like okay. Monday Night Raw they okay. always usually the during belt. the ceremony yeah they always unveil them well the, the last the couple times they actually had it at a match but I remember the Universal Championship was debuted at Raw yeah, yeah they've all that when I'm saying it was when it's a new belt they always unveil it on on a live show nah so, because like we, uh, we because the women the women roads right now saying belt. <laughs> where the men's that to tell us this championship anyway, whatever the, the, women's, <laughs> the women's tag team title was uh at the hell in a cell yeah but that was because that was the first time that the championships were being yeah that um, is true. put on the line my mic is i didn't broke my mic uh-oh oh <laughs> i know right hey, and turn. this is live hey, if y'all if y'all listening y'all know why i'm laughing because <laughs> <laughs> it's normally trey that breaks his mic and that was me. not today <laughs> but um we shall see. Um, we shall see. I think they're they're gonna hold on to him having two belts right now. He's not gonna lose those belts anytime soon. Later, we'll no. get late in a later episode. We'll get into what we how we think this is all really gonna pan out for real, for real. Yeah. But all right. So now the topic of the discussion, which was brought to us by the former Braun Strowman. Yeah, Mr. Adam Shear. So that's where we came up with. 
with dirt sheets or strategic promotion. So, and, oh, it, oh, before that, this is based off of what CYN. Yeah, what's, CYN. What's the name of that? It's, uh, I don't know. Don't give me the lie. I was gonna say. I'm gonna. I'll look it up. Um, Research department. But so, as we get into this topic, I guess the only way to really kick off this topic, right? Yeah. The perfect way. Do y'all think that Tony Khan is dropping the ball in a control right your narrative, now? my man? Okay, so yeah, what you said, or and just to add on to that, is he paying somebody? Do you think that he's paying to have these websites give them good press? There you go. Yes. Yeah. As a new promotion, right? You, you don't. You don't want to sink. Yep. You don't want to sink. So. Even in, in, in you're talking about somebody who has knowledge of the National Football League because of his father, and they do a lot of undercover stuff they with paying off press. Yep. They know how to spin stuff. And I'm looking, and it really made me pay attention when Adam Shear posted that, and he really feels like that, yes, Tony Khan is a dirt cheater, which means that he's paying for good promotion. And it's not strategic. It's just that he doesn't want to promote a lack of quality than what's actually being shown on TV. It's like back when uh the DJs when the artists used to pay the DJs to play they rap play their records. Play the records. Yeah. yeah. Or pay the uh magazines to write good stories about them. Yeah. So okay, <laughs> all right. So I guess the best way to answer this question would be or the best question to ask to answer it is do you think that the reviews that are being reported are consistent and match the product that's coming out right now out of AEW? Great. No. I don't and, either. And after reading that, what, what Adam Shearer posted and watching, it, it, it's it's so freaking obvious. And the reason why I say it's obvious, and Jay always speaks to this, is because you have so many people, right? Yeah. You have so many people. And you have more, <laughs> more talent than WWE, right? You're not even um, putting all of them on TV. If you look at AEW's roster, there's there's no review, and I looked this up. There are no solidified reviews for a AEW Dark or yeah. AEW uh, Elevation. 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 You only have Dynamite and Rampage, right? Because that's the two televised shows, and all you see is the main stars, right? Yeah. And don't get me wrong, that part is strategic, right? Of course, that part is strategic. But then I was watching it yesterday and I was just like, certain things don't make sense. And I see him doing an Eric Bischoff, right? Because you just, you just signed Samoa Joe, you acquire Ring of Honor and then you throw a title on him, right? Yep. That's, that's not technically strategic. What that is, is that's a get over, right? You know, you got a popular, a popular person. So you just throw a belt on him. But what happens with that is that. If you're not good at writing a narrative and creating that storyline, and that's why I give WWE props for it because they know how to put good storylines into place, whether it might take whenever it even if it might take a long ass time, they could put a quality storyline. I have not. I've I've seen a couple MJF, CM Punk, good storyline, Chris Jericho and shit like that. Good storyline. It's just. Certain things just don't make sense. And consistency with Yeah, and I looked and good. I was like, this is not a good worthy show tonight. So, okay, all right. 
my thing my my opinion on it is that one is that I think that Tony Khan's biggest mistake is I think in my opinion I think what he's trying to do is he's been trying to stick it to Vince McMahon mm-hmm. and he's been trying to stick it to WWE and he's like well whoever you release I'm a sign because in his mind he's trying to make AW a better product than WWE right What's better than signing all the people that Vince McMahon is releasing and let go? And then in his mind, he's like, oh, yeah, I can put them in AEW and get them over better than what WWE can. No, dude. All you're creating is a fucking cheap pop. Yeah. That's what you're getting. So now what's happening is that he's put himself in a situation, I feel like, is that now he has too many superstars. He has too many many wrestlers, and he doesn't have enough airtime to showcase all these people on top of the AEW roster that he had coming into this before WWE started doing all these massive releases that he's been picking up people, right? Now you got the situation with Ring of Honor. Do I think Ring of Honor was a good buy for him? Yes. Do I think he's going to utilize it in the right way? No. You know what I'm saying? Because Ring of Honor to me... When they first reported it, they first reported that he bought Ring of Honor for their media, yeah. for their library, their mm-hmm. video library, which was smart because mm-hmm. if AW is trying to create an app and they're trying to put an app together, you know, to stream that video library, you need is, history. It's perfect. Yeah, I it's saw full of history. Where they're trying to, I think they they might be trying to get on with a, a streaming app that's already out. Yeah. And trying to just add this. They're, they're trying to, to do a deal kind of like what WWE did yeah. with Peacock. Yeah. yeah. So they're trying to they're trying to align with a streaming service like Peacock. And then they're trying to use that Ring of Honor video library to add with the AEW stuff and to create their catalog, right? Yeah. I think that portion is the biggest part of it. I kind of think that that's where he need to focus on. I don't think that he needs to focus on trying to relaunch Ring of Honor right now. Yeah. And I think that him relaunching Ring of Honor is taking away from what he's doing with AEW right now. Mm. Well, can I just read the exact quote from Adam Shear? So, uh, Braun Strowman claims Tony Khan pays the dirt sheets. The former Braun Strowman, uh, Adam Shear, had made the audacious claim that AW president Tony Khan pays off dirt sheets. Strowman made the claim on the back of some interesting comments from Khan in recent days that indicate he thinks anti-AW sentiment online actually stems from paid bots working to garner negative publicity for the company. Responding to a fan who commented on Khan's thoughts on social media, Braun Strowman called a claim that Khan pays dirt sheets and took Khan to task for supposedly blackballing talent from the control your narrative promotion that Strowman is involved with. Strowman said, why is there no face palm emoji? This is the same guy that pays the dirt sheets and says his wrestlers are free to do whatever they want, but blackballed them from CYN shows. Why? Because we're a fucking threat. End yeah. quote. Yeah. Yeah. You you gotta you gotta look at it like now you gotta look at it from from Braun Strowman's point of view, right? And it really makes sense because you know man. It, it, I, I really feel like you, you only give certain talent the opportunity to do as they please while the other ones are like confined. You know yes. what I'm saying? They're confined. And so you got 
Um, I mean, you got, FTR. You got FTR. You got the Hardys who who be showing up on other promotions. Yeah. You got uh, Kenny Omega at one point that Brian was showing Daniels up. Said. Brian, Di- yeah. But then you got this whole slew of other wrestlers that are on your promotion that aren't doing anything. To be fair. If you watch Dark and Elevation, they need to be on Dark and Elevation. Yeah. Them yeah. wrestlers. They, they ain't good enough to get on <laughs> the main no, show. No, no, I, you're no, right. Dark, you're no, right. Don't get me wrong. Are you talking about people like Ruby Soho and Miro? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So people dark, that they didn't brought over. Dark yeah. and Elevation is the perfect platform for these other wrestlers that he has, right? But if you if you notice that even with Dark and Elevation, you still see a repeat of the same people, right? You're not really getting like think about all the wrestlers that he had. There, I can't remember the one guy's name, but I was I can't remember um ah, I can't remember his name. I had his name, but I you haven't What's seen he him look anywhere. Like? What's it look like? Um old buddy that's with old girl from the Jersey Shore. He's he's a wrestler at AEW. The the one that the one that proposed to J Wow. Alex Oh, oh, uh, oh, oh I know I know who you're talking about. I didn't know he was in on AEW. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Oh, shit. You just... <laughs> I, 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 saw, I, I saw my point. Yes, he's signed to AEW. Oh, wow. And he's a wrestler with AEW. Wow. And when AEW first premiered, he was on Dynamite. Yeah. He had a couple of matches on Dynamite. And then once... Tony Condon started signing more wrestlers. He got pushed to the back, Brian. Got pushed to the back. And, and you already see what happened with uh, Brian Cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's ROH now. Right. But, okay, so this is this is what I want to say about ROH. Now, they had their first pay-per-view since the Dissolve and, and the, the, the reinstate of the original. Company. Of the original. Yeah. And you did exactly what I expected you to do. You killed it. Right? And I'm not saying killed it in a good way. One, you just retired the Briscoe Brothers. Yeah. Who was ROH history. So, you're killing the history to create new history. Well, you said retired the Briscoe, so they're they're done wrestling? Yeah, they're done. They lost the FTR. They lost the champions. They the FTR, but they're not going to wrestle no more? No, they did their farewell. That was their farewell match. Oh, well, they probably wanted that. Man, nah, dog. Nah, I, I, I don't them, even see it I that way. That, I think that was their decision to... To leave, it okay. Um, it could have been because then you had well, you had uh, the young bucks come in and and fight them and stuff like that, and FTR came back out. But now, what you're about to see is the Ring of Honor belts not on Ring of Honor but on AEW. Well, does Ring of Honor have a does he have anything set for Ring of Honor besides pay per views? They're supposed to be having like live shows. But it's just not going to be televised. Not be oh, televised. Well, the, the belts will still be there, though. Yeah. Well, how then you, gonna you get just a, had Samoa Joe win the television title. How you yeah, gonna get? Because, but how you gonna get them televised though? Unless yeah, you're doing, say, unless no you're one, doing another show. Only hardcore fans know who ROH is. Yeah. So, so let's put it, let's put it like this: okay? Samoa Joe walking around with the ROH television title on AEW television is a good thing. Here, here, here's one of my other issues that I have with AEW. All right. Let's just think about how long. A AEW show, a live event, lasts for all right four hours. It was already a long show, right? And to the point to where when they got ready to film Dark and everything else, half the fans were were beat and ready to roll out. Right when y'all was there, 
half the damn stadium. <laughs> yeah, Mike drop over here, dipped out for first, Hold on, first of all, first of all, you had elevation at the beginning. Yes. Then the main show started. Yes. And then we had dark afterwards. So, yeah, we did. And it was the hundredth episode of Dark. So it was extra long. Exactly. Yes. So <laughs> that jump went from six to midnight. So now, with that being said, up. where are they fitting in this Ring of Honor content? Where is this going? Where is this going to go in? The only place that they can throw it in is either they're going to have to throw it in the live show during Dynamite or Rampage, or they're going to have to throw it in with Dark or Elevation, correct? Yeah. Okay. But yeah. I'm just saying, now what you're doing is you're creating a situation where you're taking time away from other wrestlers. Unless you put them on ROH, because how big is this ROH roster? I don't know. I don't know. But you got... You guys, and that's Samoa case, you Joe. Get rid of elevation and just call it ROH. Yeah, but or you just get rid of ROH in general because you got Samoa Joe who signed to AEW but has an ROH championship. You got Jay Lethal who signed to AEW but's about to go after Samoa Joe who has an ROH championship. Then you're gonna have. Well, some uh, people the, are signed to ROH, but no, there are no, people that are signed. But yeah, to ROH. I, but they're I know. But they're de facto signed to All Elite. I mean, at, at the end but of the day, they're all signed those to people, all elite, but Samoa are... Joe's is signed to ROH. No, yes, yes, he is. He signed to ROH. Um, and then they, who was the dude that they released? Remember, because we were talking about they released him, Brian and, Cage, and Brian Cage, and then turn around and, and sign him to ROH. So. I just don't. I don't know. I think that, so. That ROH takeover could still be a real thing. No, I, th- I see it coming. It could be. I, I, I yeah, mean, we all I, thought Cody was going to lead. Yeah. yeah. So it's more like Samoa Joe's probably going to be the one leading it. Okay. Because we were talking about Samoa Joe managing it. Yeah. But now that Samoa Joe's wrestling. Oh, and you know what they can do? I feel like if they really wanted to. Since they have this fascination with playing on old feuds that happen in WWE, which I have no issue with, depending on how you do it, they could definitely play up a R- uh, Samojo getting the ROH faction and going after the Blackpool uh, uh, William Regal in them. Yeah, True. especially with True. Daniel Bryan. I mean, Brian Danielson having ROH history. Yeah, they could definitely do that. Yeah, get Samojo get his new recruits. It's looking like Yuta and a couple others may end up joining Blackpool Combat. And then just have them get the feud in, like yeah. But it's ways to do this. Let's kind of slide back on topic real quick. All right, if you had to give the the rating for AEW and their promotion and the way they set up their matches and the way that they run their show on a scale from one to ten, what would you give them? They about a seven. I was gonna say seven, seven borderline eight. They have they have really good shows, but sometimes they have really boring shows. It's never a consistent. They're not at a consistent eight to nine to ten. They're not on a high that they used to be. And see, that's that. Thank you. That's exactly what I was about to say because when they first started and you first looked at their show, remember their whole thing was giving you pay per view worthy content on on live televised TV because they only do like four four pay per views a year. My and to me. In this last year, that has drastically, like, taken a dive. Well, you know, that all happened when Tony Khan started taking over more of the roles that exactly. uh, he that Cody and the Bucks and Because Tony Jericho Khan had. does not know this industry. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be mean or rude, but I, no, don't bro, think, just like, I don't think that he has the time. He doesn't have enough time in it to really understand how to run... The promotion Bro, like it like should you be. Are, you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. What's the key word there? F- 
fan. fan. Just like he's a fan of wrestling. Yes. If somebody gave you said, yo, the Rooney's want to give you the Steelers right now. If they come on, <laughs> like, okay, that's, that's a perfect example. So that'd be like somebody saying, "Hey, we're gonna hire you to be the Pittsburgh Steelers general manager." Okay, thanks. Could you imagine me sitting there in the draft room drafting all these people? They're gonna be like, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> See, Nate Smith be wearing your ass out. Exactly. So, you know so then, but that means you gotta hire the right people, and I thought that Tony Khan was doing that. But more like he was, from what I know, you're not utilizing. More him. like he's, he's taking the power away from. Yeah, yeah. All the because, right people. Not listening because to him. what you did, you hired Hall of Famers from WWE yes. who left. Big Show, Mark Henry, people who have the general knowledge. William Regal. William Regal of Regal. how this business is supposed to be ran. And I'm not talking about a WWE business. I'm talking about a wrestling business because these guys have fought all Jim over Ross. the world. Yeah, yes. Tony Schiavone. But you have them in stationary roles to where they're not playing the part that initially that they thought they were going to be used for when they got hired. You're having them. Oh, I, I want you on TV. Yeah. I don't want you behind here. I want you on TV. And I feel like they will get more views if they hear your voice, if they see you and they hear your voice. If you are in a one-off match when you said that you're retired and don't want to do it and you just want to help the talent, but we're going to throw you in the match every now and then on Elevation or Dark, Big Show. Mark Henry, Rigid, you got good insight. You could build up a good talent, but we're going to have you interviewing these lackeys in the back. Come on, man. Yeah, like, really? Exactly. And see, to me, I think that right now, I feel like it's a desperate move by him with a lot of stuff that he's doing because consistently they've been getting their ass beat in the ratings by WWE. And now I've, oh, shit, you ain't got no choice. Their Your golden child is gone. Their pay-per-views <laughs> haven't been putting up the numbers that WWE has been putting but look, up. But look what's getting ready to happen now. We got Battle of the Belts again, right? Yeah. What just happened with WWE? You just had a massive... World title championship match. To be fair, this is some of the best stuff WWE has done in years. It, it, it is. is. It is. To it be really fair, is. it is. Yes, it is. But at this time, and I and I honestly, and I really had to think about this. I feel like it was a humbling moment for Vince McMahon when inducting uh, Undertaker into the Hall of Fame. I felt like he had to swallow his grapefruits. That he claimed to have. These big ones that get caught in your throat. You know. <laughs> but you got to think. Because he had gripe with Scott Steiner. Yep. Y'all worked shit out. And you inducted him into the Hall of Fame. I mean, well, look, you, at, look at the shit with Cody Rose. And he put the shit behind him to sign. Listen, at the end of the day. I don't care what anybody says about Vince. Okay. He may be an asshole. He, he may, may be this, he, he may be may, that, may. but when it comes down to looking at the bigger picture and what's better for business, he'll put some shit behind him in a heartbeat and settle debts or whatever it is. You're talking about a to, motherfucker that is pushing 80 and still willing to take a goddamn half halfway stunner in the middle well, of a match. I mean, he took the boot. So, <laughs> here's the thing. As much praise as Vincent Man does deserve, he deserves just as much criticism. Yes. Because he's still... No, he's... With all the... We... Because, yeah, WWE is doing this and doing that and running stuff. But he's but still making those last-minute decisions. That it is going to come a time. Yeah. Seth Rollins already says that three hours, we, that we wasting time. Yeah. yeah. Seth Rollins already came out and said that. Yeah. But... This is when I will officially feel like uh, ROH slash ADO is in trouble. Is if the voice of the voiceless get to voicing it, 
if CM Punk start talking shit, yeah. then I know stuff is starting to go south. Yeah. Well, CM Punk only came back because he believed in Tony Khan and what he was doing. So if you lose CM Punk, yeah, you need to, you need to reel it back in. Well, you already got Jim Ross who said, what, he's not commentating on Dark anymore. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you're only going to see him on the televised show. As you should. Exactly. Let me tell you something. Like I feel like AEW is kind of in like a... They're stuck in a limbo because they're kind of in a transition mode right now. They're reaching. Now. You think they're reaching? They're reaching. I, I honestly, they're reaching. And the reason why I say that is because you talk about someone who 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 set a standard for that company, right? If you're not wanted, we'll take you because we want you and we know what you can do. And that was Cody, right? Obviously, something had to change. Undesirable to undeniable. Something had to change. Yeah. And his whole thought process on how this company is going for him to leave. Well, Mind you, I understand the personal stuff. I'm and I understand say. the personal accomplishments, right? I understand that. And I and I, I feel it. I felt it when he made his speech where he, he was cracking up in his voice. But it's also still, you started this. How do you how do you leave something that you start? Because it was taken out of your hands, and or now if you don't feel have... like he was leaving it in the right hands. I don't think mm-hmm. he felt like he was leaving it. No, I, I get what you're saying. I feel you on that. I think yeah, I'm more. I, I think I'm more with JD. Okay, I, I, because for me, I like AW a lot better when a lot of that creative was coming from Cody Rose and the Young Bucks and and a couple of other people that they had right, and then. It, I'm not going to say because I don't know for sure, but it seemed like Tony Khan was more t- taking a backseat. Mm-hmm. And he was co- more letting them kind of handle. So do you, do you think it's an ego thing starting to create? Like I an ego so. trip? I do. I do believe that Tony's ego is maybe um, running wild. No, I think no part- shout out to him. No shout out to him. <laughs> Hold on, look, 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 look. This is this is how I know. Jay, I'm about to get you on this. And you gonna agree with this. This how you know shit is going south. Guess what we're about to have again? What? A Texas death match. How many Texas death matches have we had? I don't even remember. This is Oh yeah, because it's between um who's it between? Adam uh Adam Cole and uh, uh, uh yeah, and uh Paige. But and see, this Hangman. is their idea of giving you the pay-per-view worthy matches now this is the second television. death match that hangman has had since he's been champion yeah because he had it but he, this is the it oh no because the moxley and what's name was a lights out match yeah no not lights out it was a um the whatever the electricity shit yes was. it was a death match well, yeah but they didn't call but it no he called it like a exploding something yeah, yeah. But that's when it was supposed to be a, a countdown and the whole ring was supposed to explode. Yeah, yeah, that failure. But like I'm saying, it's reboots, reboots, yeah. reboots. It's a cheap pop. And that's what I mean, a cheap pop. Like, okay, strategic, good strategic. You have CM Punk opening the show. Yes, you know everybody's going to be engaged. You promoted it. But once CM, CM Punk gets done talking, it's a wrap. It goes down. Exactly. Okay, so here's his his So what do you where do? I'm seeing that, right? Okay. Like you said, this Texas deathmatch, right? At the end of the day, to me, it's kind of the same cheap stunt as it was having Cody Rose set the table on fire and then go through a table. And miss it. 
I wasn't supposed to miss it. Well, no, yeah. he yeah, took he caught it. enough of it. He, 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 took, more of it. he took more he, of it yeah, than, yeah, than who was supposed to. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, like, and remember I remember I said this too when it came down to uh, Thunder Rosa and Brett Baker. Yeah. And I said, I said, this match was way too much for just a women's match. Yeah. Like the thumbtacks and all the other yeah. stuff that they did. I was like, at some point, I was like, okay, this wasn't exciting. It started off as a great match, and then I was like, this is starting to get a little bit out I, of hand. I'm, like, I'm honestly seeing a combination of WCW and ECW yeah. within AEW. Well, yeah, we said that. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just now it's being oh. more prevalent. Speaking of this death match, so it's tomorrow on Rampage. How long do you think it's going to go? An hour. 45. The whole show? 45 minutes. Rampage is only an hour. Yeah. 45 minutes. About that. Which means that basically what we're going to do is we're going to get an opener. We're probably going to get one or two quick matches, and then they're going to go directly into this match. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And And it might go over five minutes. And this match is going to last the rest of the show. Yeah. Do you think we'll get a winner? We better. I I, I don't know if I can physically handle another draw. Draw. Exceeding the time limit, whatever match from AW. I, I don't care if it's two completely different people and it's no longer Brian Danielson. I just don't know if mentally and physically, like, I can, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> get physically ill. I'm, no, I'm gonna get physical with my TV and then I'm gonna be mad <laughs> because AW's gonna owe me another 65 inch LG TV. Mm. So. I just don't know. I like honestly, mentally, I don't know if I can handle that. The only issue I have when they bring out like all the all the extra shenanigans for certain matches is if because not all matches call for it. No. Not all matches are quote unquote a blood feud. Her and Thunder Rosa have fought forever. Not forever, but they have fought a few times. And Britt Baker has held that women's championship forever. Forever. So I'm not mad at it. Cause they did have a, um, they had a lights out match. Yeah. They had the first ever lights out match that Britt Baker won. Yeah. yeah. So this to me was a continuation of that. It just counted. Yeah. So I wasn't too upset with that. But now, but going forward, I'm not trying to see like Jade when she fights Tony Storm or whatever start pulling out fire tables and thumbtacks. I'm not but, trying to see that. But, and this is something that we've seen. They started straying away, and we're gonna come to a demise of this real quick um this might be something that we might have to go into another episode but um they're kind of straying away from what they're not sticking to their guns and the reason why i said that even though they show records right they're not going by the records because this is what the second or third time that adam page and um adam cole have fought for for a title time for the title yeah, but I guess they're saying this one is because Adam Pay Adam Cole is forcing his forcing his way into it, and Page Page just said, "All right, fuck it. If you want to fight me, I'll fight you." This the last time. You're still not going because CM Punk is moving his way up the rankings to mm-hmm. fight for the AEW Championship, mm-hmm. and so is MJF. Yeah, so is Brian Danielson. Exactly. Yeah. So they are still moving up. Yeah, but it's just they're. I think they're only pinpointing on certain people. Listen, yeah. at the end of the day, they're starting to become a one-trick pony. Yeah. Like, it, that's that's my opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Like, I I can't believe this because AEW's only been around for, what, two and a half years yeah. now? Indeed. And, and I'm really starting to miss. And I feel like that they're, they're doing a lot of stuff to, trust me, y'all getting two shows, completely worth it. 
it was well overdue but now i feel like that you're using one show to elevate another show and yes. then it's not vice versa yeah you know what i'm saying it's not i don't see too much of a rampage elevating dynamite for the next week i'm seeing more of dynamite's pedestal you uh being used to well, elevate remember rampage. when seeing punk first got there he was only showing up on rampage well i don't know if it's a ratings thing but they start putting him on dynamite yeah i don't know but I've also like you said this, this they've only been around two and a half years so i think that they're going to get it together right now i think they just been doing some some in real time growing pains yeah, yeah there we go I and like that. the fact the fact that they keep adding so much stuff to their plate Tony Khan gonna realize real fast how this wrestling business works. But and, and this is and this is gonna be my last thing before we uh end this. What I see that's getting ready to happen is about to be some shit that's gonna shake up the world. And we're gonna see a lot of people that got released come back home. And when I mean come back home, they're coming back to WWE. Yes. Because we already said it. Like Cody opened that door. It's uh, thank you. He opened up that door. And then at the same time, Tony Khan can't keep these promises that he's made to these wrestlers. Well, it's already been a few, a uh, couple female wrestlers that came out and said that AEW ain't always cracked up to be. Exactly. Yes. Yep. So. And you saw Big Swole was by her husband's side yeah. at at the uh, Hall of Fame event. She was right next to Cedric Alexander. I can see her starting to join, adding a mix. Andrade into- was, uh, with, was, was with, with Charlotte, Charlotte yeah. at the Hall of Fame. Listen, man, I'm telling you, I, saw, I already saw it. There's going to be massive releases coming soon yeah. from AEW. And then we're He's paying a lot of wrestlers to do nothing but yeah. just show up and sit backstage because they can't get airtime. Yeah. And there's going to come a point where he's going to have to start cutting ties. Yeah. and Or they may start asking. Or they're going to start asking. And what you really don't want to happen is for Vince to get desperate. Yeah. Right? He's already a billionaire, right? And he already is like, <laughs> I'm. I, we didn't got our coins, right? We didn't got a massive hit for WrestleMania. What can I do that's gonna make us take another step higher? Hmm. Who did I release that actually was but, one of our token people? Hmm. Let's see if he wants to come back. But then, but then, this is the thing, and this is my gonna be my last thing. I feel like I have been in and emotionally abusive relationship with WWE <laughs> and I feel like this is literally it when he starts bringing people back because they will start going back we're going to hit this same cycle again that WWE is going to again have too much talent and not enough space for him even on a three hour show on Raw yeah. where they still showcase the same 10 people we're it's going to be a same cycle it's like I don't know why I keep putting myself through well, this what we're I not think- going to get everybody <laughs> nah. back but there's going to be but some- it's going to be enough and then with the people yeah. coming up from NXT well what I see what I see is going to happen he's only going to bring back people who's ready to retire that who would be, wants to, but but then again, so but now, who wants to get their Hall of Fame? Like, okay, for instance, everybody can't get into the Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just gonna put out a name, Bray Wyatt, right? Well, he never went nowhere. Exactly. But him coming back, do you know what that's gonna do? It's gonna shake everything up. Yeah, but no matter that, what that's persona, a different situation though, because he's yeah. sitting at home chilling. Yeah, Brian it's not Danielson, like he went to it. John Moxley. If you fucking get CM Punk, you just ended everybody. Listen, if he gets the comp- CM Punk you to ended, go through that door, you ended competition. It's a wrap for AEW. All it takes is two phone calls. That, that that's all I'm saying. Like if he if he manages somehow to finagle 
apologize, get Triple H to do whatever. I mean, Triple H is a new guy now. You know, that what motherfucker saying? already patched shit up with Cody. Exactly. So I mean, like, <laughs> all it takes is two phone calls. It, what Ooh. they say in the what? wrestling in the wrestling community, you can never say never. Yep. Only take a said it. Never say never. Paul, Cody, make them calls. Yeah. And you have been listening to Over the Ropes Wrestling Podcast. This is your guy, all the way in the sky. JD, aka Mr. Mike Drop. It's your boy Jay, aka Mr. Rant. And this is still Trey. This is still TRE. This is still Treyway123. Holla at me. <laughs> <laughs> and see us next week. <laughs> Peace.